Please listen carefully. Welcome to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast, telling the world how we think and do through the support of our friends, alumni, and more. I'm your host, Taylor Pardue. On this episode, we're discussing the Darla Buchanan Scholarship, a new need-based scholarship awarded to NC State undergraduate students who are studying elementary education and are committed to advancing diversity in the teaching profession. First up, I'm joined by Matt Frederick, Executive Director of Development for the College of Education, to discuss why the founding donors chose to support NC State, why they named their scholarship as they did, and the impact they're already having through the College of Education. Then I'm joined by elementary education major Carla Gibson to discuss how she, as one of the scholarship's first recipients, has been unable to think and do during her time with the PAC. Thanks for joining us today, Matt. Uh, Just to kick things off, tell listeners a little bit about yourself and what first brought you to NC State. Sure, thanks, and thank you for having me, Taylor. This is really exciting. Um, I uh, came to NC State about a decade ago as a student for the first time, actually 12 years ago. That was after a career in education as a teacher and um, as somebody who was uh, advancing a lot of uh, teacher preparation programs and realizing that there was this one university that just kept doing an amazing, amazing job in that field. And this is after working with quite a few of them. Um, And of course, as you can imagine, that was NC State. And um, I uh, jumped at the chance to join NC State's College of Education as a graduate student. And um, they have not been able to get rid of me ever since. (laughs) We're glad to have you here. Um, You were, as part of your overall duties, you were instrumental in bringing this new scholarship to bear. Um, Tell us a little bit about the Darla Buchanan Scholarship. Uh, who it's named for and just kind of how that came about. Absolutely, yeah. Um, this has been uh, one of the the most distinct pleasures of my time uh, at NC State just because I, I admire so much um, what Darla Buchanan did and what others have done as a result of her legacy. So just to give a little bit of a perspective on, uh, on Darla Buchanan's story, uh, as backlash to the Brown versus Board of Education decision, um, Luckily, schools were further integrated uh, and and a really good outcome, but there was backlash. Uh, All of a sudden, there were a lot of parents who had, uh, parents of white students who all of a sudden were going to have black teachers, and there were a lot of people that were very uncomfortable with that, and as a result of it, quite a few black teachers were actually fired from their positions. Um, And these were were really high-performing teachers, uh, but... But unfortunately, that backlash had a, a real result for quite a few teachers, 4,000 teachers, uh, one of whom was Darla Buchanan, who this scholarship is named after. Uh, tell us a little bit about how the donors first found out about Darla's story. Yeah. Uh, podcasts are great things to have, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> um, yeah, Malcolm Gladwell runs a, a podcast called Revisionist History. This is a, a podcast that was in season two uh, called Miss Buchanan's Period of Adjustment. It was given that name, that podcast was given that name because that was a line that came out of her, the letter uh, in which she was told she was being fired. Um, the, uh, I think it was the superintendent in Topeka said, we, we know what a period of adjustment this must be uh, for you. Uh, and it was a, uh, 
basically it was saying we don't want you because you're black yeah. uh, despite the fact that you are uh, you're performing very very highly we know you're good for your students but uh, this is not something that we can continue uh, so Malcolm Gladwell's podcast uh, inspired a lot of people and uh, fortunately uh, for the students who are learning through the scholarship and fortunately for our college uh, they made that investment in us uh, I'm also really, really grateful to Malcolm Gladwell. One of the people that has helped to amplify these scholarships is him himself. I think he inspired us, but in turn, we were able to actually inspire him by creating these scholarships, and he, he became a, a lead donor for it. So I've actually been able to speak to the donors. They've chosen to remain anonymous, which I think is just so sweet. They really want to keep the, the emphasis on Darla Buchanan. But um, in addition to their lead gift, what was uh, another great element of this is they invited other people to join them in giving to this um, to this fund. Talk a little bit about how one of our recent day of givings, the PAC really rallied behind this uh, fund and how it's already being able to be awarded. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's actually one of my favorite parts about this job is the stories that we get to tell. Uh, these donors came to me after thinking through, after actually hearing the Malcolm Gladwell podcast uh, about Darla Buchanan. I know you're going to uh, be referencing in the in the podcast notes, but they were looking for a chance to make an impact, and and they chose to do what they've done. But on day of giving, we were actually able to t- to tell that story of Darla Buchanan and the fact that we have donors at NC State. Um, who are doing something in her name, but also to have an impact on the teaching profession now and the types of people who are able to have access to becoming a teacher. Uh, So we told that story on Day of Giving, and you're exactly right. The PAC really rallied around this. Uh, What started out as one scholarship uh, now is four scholarships, thanks to not just those donors amplifying their uh, original gift uh, gift commitment, but also different sets of people who've heard about the impact of a scholarship like this and why we need further diversity in the teaching force. Uh, they've seen that need and they've invested in us and I'm really happy to say we have some fantastic students who are benefiting from this. And in turn, we have a lot of students around North Carolina that are gonna benefit from those teachers. We'll talk a little bit about that. So why is our College of Education such a perfect fit for this scholarship? Yeah, I do believe we are the perfect fit for this. We're a land-grant college of education, so we're constantly thinking about how can we have an impact on all areas of the state, any corner uh, that needs us, and especially thinking about where are their high-needs communities, uh, communities, school systems that may be uh, getting left behind uh, based on uh, systemic forces, uh, based on geography, based on whatever it is. Uh, but there, there are lots of school systems around North Carolina that need our help. Uh, what this scholarship is allowing us to do is to take a look at the uh, pretty serious issue when it comes to diversity of our teaching profession. Right now in North Carolina, I'll throw some stats at you if you don't mind. Absolutely. Uh, 52% of the students sitting in our classrooms, our K-12 classrooms in North Carolina, are non-white. Uh, at the same time, only 20% of our teachers are non-white. So we have a, we're, we're really out of balance is really what this means. Uh, our students sitting in our classrooms do not see themselves represented in the people who are teaching them. And that actually has, a pro- has all kinds of ramifications when it comes to student achievement um, and progression into, into college and uh, other forms of higher education. Uh, so what this is going to do 
through NC State uh, is it's going to help us build further diversity and show how important that diversity can be in the classroom. Mm -hmm. What we are seeing, and, and this is research that's been led by our College of Education as well as the University of Tennessee, uh, when we have diversity among our teachers, uh, it, it can really have an impact on student learning. So uh, again, I'm going to throw another stat at you here, but I think it really paints a picture. When a black student in North Carolina uh, has even one black teacher by third grade, that student is 13% more likely to go to college. When that same student has two or more black teachers, and basically when, when she's seeing herself represented uh, in, uh, among the leaders of her classroom, mm -hmm. she's actually 32% more likely to go to college. So. This has a demonstrable impact on student learning and student achievement. Um, and I, I would actually maybe even say the flip side of that is that when we don't have diversity, there's a lot of opportunity that we are missing. Um, so my hope is that the Darla B. Cannon scholarships and other efforts in our College of Education are going to have an impact on that issue. Mm -hmm. Talking about our College of Education, how it's such a perfect fit, I think sometimes people um, don't understand really the need that our education students have uh, financially. Talk a little bit about um, the, the financial burdens that some of them face coming into this um, profession. Here, here's the long and short of it right now. We have a lot of people who would love to become teachers, uh, but just the, the simple realities of their financial situation do not allow them to, to come to NC State. Um, those who do find a way oftentimes have to take out really big loans. Actually, uh, well over half, the, about two-thirds of the students at NC State's College of Education right now have a demonstra demonstrable financial need. That means that their family uh, doesn't have enough to be able to support all the costs of attendance. And so as a result, they turn to loans. Um, ideally, they turn to scholarships when we have them available, but mo most often they are turning to loans. We think that the average uh, NC State education graduate graduates with $30,000 in debt. What that then does is it forces them to pay back those loans on a teacher's salary. Um, and, and you can see where I'm going here. Uh, the, the chain link reaction is that we end up losing a lot of people. We were not able to retain them as teachers because they're having to pay back those loans on a pretty modest salary. And so they end up getting picked off into other other professions that allow them to pay that back. And that investment that we've made in preparing the best educators in North Carolina, it we're not able to capitalize on it. And, and by extension, a lot of our uh, students in our classrooms aren't able to, to benefit from these great teachers that we're preparing. All that is to say that the more we have scholarship support, the more we are able to retain teachers, put great teachers into the classroom, and put them into the communities uh, that need them the most. So we mentioned earlier about NC State and being a public university, you know, really striving to give the people of North Carolina and the world at large to see the impact of, you know, our real world education that goes on here, um, not just in the College of Education, but it, our education in general. I think it's so important, like you said, to help these um, young teachers in training, to help them not just for their own benefit, but, you know, teaching really is it's a fundamental aspect of North Carolina life. Everyone uh, at some point in their age is affected by these teachers. And I think that just, it really shows that public university mindset of how we're impacting the state on the ground level and trying to help 
um, really all of our citizens. Yeah, we're very, very proud of what's happening in this College of Education. Uh, we believe that we're preparing the best teachers in North Carolina, and, and that does show up on all kinds of things, licensure exams, um, principals, surveys of, of how satisfied they are with the teachers who are in their, their schools. Uh, it even comes back to uh, our own alumni's uh, ratings of, of the value that they got from this education. Um, but one of the things that I think I'm the most proud of is that we're, we're an institution that's constantly looking at what are the issues facing North Carolina communities today, uh, whether that's here in Wake County or uh, up in Halifax can County or where, whatever part of the state um, we, we would choose to take a look at. But we're looking for how can we, going back to the NC State mantra, how can we think about those issues and do something about them? Um, so that think and do mindset really permeates the entire College of Education. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for coming on today, Matt, and telling us a little bit more about this important scholarship. I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes to a full story on the Darley Buchanan Scholarship's uh, founding and just uh, some giving links and different things to like Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. So listeners, uh, please check that out when you can. But thank you again, Matt, for coming on. Thank you so much, Taylor. On this Philanthropy 101 segment, we're discussing how to give to NC State. The reason why someone gives to NC State is as unique as they are, but how they go about doing it can be surprisingly simple and straightforward. Perhaps the most common ways to give are via credit card, cash, or check. Giving via a credit card is particularly easy because donors can make an online gift right now by following the specific gift links they wish to benefit. NC State employees also have a quick and easy way to give via a payroll deduction which can be made through a monthly contribution funded by the PAC member's paycheck. Some of the other, and even more beneficial, ways of giving to NC State include gifts of securities, such as stocks or bonds, and outright gifts, such as real estate, artwork, or equipment. These methods are invaluable ways to support the PAC and come with several additional perks for the donor, including potentially bypassing capital gains taxes and honoring or remembering a loved one. However you choose to give to NC State, you are making a difference that will last a lifetime or even longer. To learn more about how to support the pack, please visit go.ncsu.edu slash how to, spelled H-O-W, followed by the number two. Now, back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carla. Um, just to kick things off, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your early life, and how you first came to be part of NC State. Thank you for having me, Taylor. Um, so starting off with early life, I've grown up my entire life in Belmont, North Carolina. Um, it's a small town right outside of Charlotte. Going on like a backstory how I got to NC State is one, I always wanted to be a teacher or do something with kids. So it's always started from like teaching or going into other careers that deals with kids, but then it always ended up back to teaching. And one of the programs through NC State, I have to give dedication to that, is the LIF program, and it's a leader institute uh, for future teachers. Um, and that helped me meet so many different people who also wanted to become teachers, and also gave me a more perspective 
um, into the teaching life and then into what I could be after teaching, going up into like the higher careers um, in administration, stuff like that. And I'd never actually thought of applying to NC State. It wasn't on my school list, but then after seeing how well their college education was and how much I actually did like the school, I ended up applying. And then here I am today. We're glad to have you. Um, I know speaking to different teachers and um, students that I have over the years, sometimes they can point back to a certain teacher or teachers in their own uh, past that kind of inspire them to become a teacher. Is anyone like that in your life that you can kind of point back to and say they really made a difference or was it just kind of a cumulative of all the teachers you had? Um, I would say a cumulative of all my teachers, I think. Um, one thing I do have to like go back is my great grandmother. She was a teacher. So oh. she would give me my sister like some of her old stuff um, to like just to play like teacher stuff like that. And so that also helped me like, oh, I really like doing this and stuff like that. But also just looking at my teachers over the years and how they taught in the classroom and how they enjoyed doing what they did. Um, that also played a factor. It's like, this is something I really like doing. I like being at school. I like helping others. So teaching does sound like a good fit for me. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now at NC State, um, kind of what you're studying and learning about. Um, so um, I have, I'm majoring in elementary education, but I'm minoring in psychology. For my, how I end up was my, I'll start off with my minor. How I ended up with my minor is I had courses, I came in with credits. And so being in the college education student, you can't really rush um, the process because we have you have the student teach, you have to learn how to student teach, and then you get a student teach your junior and senior year. So for me, since I had time on my hands, I ended up looking at different minors to help fill in the time and stuff that I think I would enjoy. And so I was talking to um, Dr. White. She was with the college education at that time. And she would suggest, I was talking to her about different minors I could possibly do. And she did suggest psychology because that helps just knowing and looking at different aspects and understanding children more like this is, might be how they're developing, especially with elementary education, um, because they develop so much throughout um, their time in elementary school. And then with my major in elementary education, I haven't really started on any major classes with that um, yet. So I don't have a lot to speak on that so far. Um, but I do have to say I was last year, um, my first year I was involved in Save Village. So that helped me get out into the school system before my sophomore spring semester year. Okay, great. And you, we talked a little bit about before we started recording, you had a busy summer this summer too, preparing for your, for your rising sophomore year, right? Yeah. Um, so I've been busy working at the YMCA and then um, a few summer classes. And I also work with Amplified Learning Center. 
um, tutoring rising fifth graders. So um, part of how you came to be at, uh, at NC State is your scholarship receipt. Um, how did you find out about the Darla Buchanan Scholarship? Kind of the whole story of how you came to find out and be part of that. Um, I found out about the scholarship through Dr. Anona Smith-Williams. Uh, she's one of the associate deans in the college of education. And uh, I found out through, like going back to that lift program, that's how I met her. And she pointed me towards the scholarship. Um, and I do think being part of the lift program and learning to advocate, um, not to advocate, but advocate and learning about the equity difference that we need in the classroom, making sure like every student is having quality, also having quality, but also having equity. I do think that also helped play a factor into um, her recommending me for the scholarship. You've kind of already spoken to this, but you know, how do you want to use your minor and your major together uh, in your future career? What are your what are your kind of your plans where you would like to live where you would like to teach what uh, what classes as well um so I'm not sure what I want to do with my minor I might try to use it when I try um maybe to go get my master's I haven't quite decided on that yet but if I do get my master's um probably to go to be in the administrative part so I try to be towards like a principal um so, but I do think when, after I graduate, I do want to stay in the Raleigh area mm-hmm. or come back here to my hometown, Gaston County. Um, just depends on um, where I feel like would best fit me at that time. Um, but this summer, actually, we're kind of why I've been working a lot with like kindergartners. So that has been fun. So that's um, a possible place um, grade I want to teach, but I also don't mind teaching the older kids because I do like teaching, like working with the older kids at work also because I get to do a lot more hands-on with them. And I do like hands-on work a lot. So that's something that attracts me more to working with older kids compared to like the little kids. That's a good point, yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, how this scholarship has helped you uh, as far as attending NC State and participating in different things. So for my first year, this scholarship has helped me because it helped me not have so much of a financial burden. Um, But going into this next semester, I'm actually studying abroad in Italy at Lorenzo di Macchi. And the scholarship has helped me not have to pay so much towards study abroad and help go towards that. So I have more money saved up to do more opportunities while abroad um, to like travel or go do different excursions um, during the weekends or something like that. So that has helped towards this experience um, also. Awesome. When will you leave for that? And what all does that program entail? Other than just obviously being abroad, but. Um, so I, the program starts August 30th. So I leave from Charlotte, August 28th, and then I'll get back December 17th. And so LDM um, is in the school, is an international school. So it's more than just, it's like American students, but also different other um, students from around the world at this like one place and so I mostly 
when I'm over there, I'm focusing more on my minor classes because those are the more classes they have over there since it's in Italy, it's in Florence, Italy, and most of the classes are majorly towards like fashion or something. So they do have some psychology courses. Um, I'm taking like a few cooking courses for like nutrition or and then my um, interdisciplinary. Um, well, that's great. That sounds like an exciting opportunity. So uh, talking a little bit more about the Darla Buchanan Scholarship, I actually wrote a story on it and got to interview the anonymous donors and kind of hear more about, you know, what they were wanting to accomplish with the scholarship. They actually put up the initial $20,000 to fund the first student and then invited other guests to join in and uh, really help promote it even more and to um, make it not just support one student, but actually many more students. What would you say to the donors who have already contributed? I know you're one of several who are already receiving this. So one thing I would say to the donors is thank you for such um, an opportunity to receive the scholarship and be able to put towards my education. Um, it's such a big opportunity and knowing that it contributes to my education and then how I can use the scholarship and put it towards, especially when I get to the classroom um, for student teaching, I can like always remember like these people get this money for the specific reason to show equity and social justice in the classroom and make sure that I implement that into my um, future teaching. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, it's been so nice to see this scholarship from the start, to see everyone rally around this mission of what the Darla Buchanan Scholarship stands for, especially. I always try to ask guests this, uh, and you as a student are a, a particularly uh, important viewpoint on this. Just what's your favorite thing about NC State? Um, it's it's great now that uh, we're kind of past the, the early days of COVID and you're able to be on campus again and enjoy it and just... Uh, I think my favorite thing about NC State is the people I have met so far, because most of them, I'm so, the small group of people I have become friends with, we're like very close, and I really like that, and we always turn to each other, we need help, and I do think that's important, especially living on a college campus, that you don't have like your family right there to help you when you need um, them. So I do think the people, but also the staff, um, the faculty, because they are very helpful um, when you need something or you're confused about a question or anything like that. They're very helpful and very resourceful people to come to. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Carla, and just all the best in your study abroad program this fall and just the rest of your time with the PAC. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. To learn more about the Darla Buchanan Scholarship and how you can help further her extraordinary legacy, please visit go.ncsu.edu slash Darla, spelled D-A-R-L-A. If you'd like to hear even more stories of Wolfpack success, please subscribe to the NC State Philanthropy Podcast today in the Apple or Google Podcast stores, on Spotify, or through Stitcher. Be sure to leave a comment and rating as well to let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening. And as always, go pack.